0: Thank you for tuning into the For What For Who podcast. My name is Courtney Croucher, and I'm really excited to have you here. I've always been obsessed with self-development and pop culture and everything that influences how we live our lives, which is why we're here today. Because I believe that with everything you do, every decision you make, for what, for who, my intention is for this to be a resource for people who want to have better relationships, health, professional growth, balance in your lives, and self-love. Subscribe to hear my journey along with special guests every Monday for a blunt approach to living life unapologetically on your terms. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Happy Monday. So excited to be here again. I'm back on the mic, sharing more insights on my crazy life. (laughs) Things have only gotten more chaotic since we've last spoke. I have made some big decisions about my life. I think I mentioned in the last episode with Marley, which everyone's loved. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you're going to have to go listen to it because it's so good. But we chatted about a lot of manifestation and building your dream life. And I mentioned that I'm changing careers. And I don't remember if I mentioned it in that episode, but I am also moving from Vancouver and really in this constant pursuit of building my dream life and involved in that creation is making big decisions. And I want to talk about that today because There's so much I wish I knew over the last few years. And I mean, I'm only turning 24, but man, I wish I knew some of the things that you know I've learned the hard way that I'd love to be able to pass on to anyone else. And I also feel like we're in such an interesting time in our society right now because there is so much fear and anxiety around what our future looks like, right? Based on any news headlines, what we've just come out of in terms of surviving a global pandemic, travels like crazy right now. <laughs> you know, there is all of this talk about recession, recession, inflation, all of these headlines that can feel really scary and feel really, I think I would describe it as intimidating for a lot of young folks because it can feel like what's the point, right? But I truly believe that we have so much potential in creating impact, not only in our lives as individuals, but in our world, whatever that looks like for you and what really matters to you. But I spent this morning just watching this guy on TikTok and his name is MD Motivator. And basically he's Canadian and he asks strangers for something like, He'll be in a Walmart and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I forgot my wallet at home. Would you be able to buy this baby formula? Like I have to feed my daughter and they'll say yes. And then they're like, he's like, actually, I'm going to give this back to you. And I'm actually going to, you know, give you $500. I wanted to bless a stranger today. and It was just the most beautiful thing. Like I went through this guy's TikTok all morning and it was like sobbing my eyes out because... I think for me, at least the world has felt a little bit scary the last two years. um, And there's always stuff that's going on, but it's really impacted me in this stage of my life. Having graduated university during the pandemic, it started my early adult life in such an interesting way. But I also understand that I can be the one that can control how those experiences shape me and how I can use that to better the world and all of that. Like There's so much potential. So it's been a weird time. And I think that I'm finally creating space to really just digest what's been going down and what I want and what that looks like. And so if you're new to the podcast, um, I have worked hard my whole life. I've been working since I was 13. I went to school at Western University for A double major in media and women's studies. And I've been, I've had a lot of jobs already up until this point, which is like strange sometimes when I talk to people about it because you just never really know like where someone can come from and just how that can kind of shape your life. And I know for me that the opportunities I've been offered have completely shaped who I am today, but have also i you know, it's kind of shaped a specific relationship with hustling and work and success and all of those views to a way that I realize isn't maybe the most healthy and that I'm really trying to like detach from hustle culture a little bit because honestly, I'm burnt the fuck out and navigating that has been very strange. But learning to make big decisions for my life is literally the only way that I've gotten to this point because only you at the end of the day can create the life that you want. No one's going to just hand it to you. And taking that responsibility for whatever happens in your life, I think is number one key to success because you can't control outside circumstances, but you can control your response and how you let the events of your life shape you. And so that's something I really value. And the ability to form the decision making process has been something I've been trying to think about in the last couple of weeks because you know, I'm sharing with people that I've decided to change careers, I'm moving and all of these big things, especially because I'm moving across the country again. <laughs> so it's not a not a quick trip by any means. So, how did I make these decisions? Well, it started at a young age. I remember even when I was going to school, like my parents were in a position where they weren't going to be able to provide any type of full ride. They were going to help as much as they could, but they were really doing the best that they could. And um I was kind of told that it, I mean, if I wanted to go to Western like right after high school that I would have to figure it out. And so I worked my butt off and actually something that shaped me that I don't think I've ever shared on the podcast before in two, whatever, two, three years of doing this. But I actually, during the process of graduating high school, I slipped by half a percentage on an average in one of my classes that actually put me at risk to losing my offer into Western. Um, So you needed like, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was like an 83% average. And something happened in a class in high school that I basically screwed up on the exam. I don't even know what happened. It's been a while now, but I basically, my average dropped to 82.5%. And what was really shitty about the situation was that I wasn't informed in enough time by my school, my high school, that I couldn't, it was actually too late for me to sign up for like summer classes to repair the average. So I was put in a really difficult position and I was heartbroken. I remember calling my mentor at the time and just bawling, like, what am I going to do? Because. My game plan was to go to university. Everyone around me was really going to university. I hated high school. I needed to get out of there. I did not want to do another year. I was so miserable. And so, this was actually a really defining moment for me and the ability to make decisions and kind of invest in myself because I found a different way. I actually signed up for this like online course um, that was like a, you know, whatever was underneath like a high school credit and I got like a 95% in that class or something, bumped my average up. I was fine to go to Western in September, but I was working full-time that summer. So I had a you know very specific amount of time to complete and bump up this grade. So I purchased this online course myself because my high school couldn't get me into one of the summer classes. They were all full and had already started. So I paid like five dollars or $600 for this class and I was working like 9 to 5, 40 hours a week. So I would get up like whatever, 5, 6 a.m. And I would work on it for an hour or two before work and then after work. And I really like put my mind to executing this vision of going to university. And I think that's actually, when I try to think back on my life up until this point, that was actually a really like signifying moment because Everyone around me was like, "Well, maybe you should just take a year off." Like there wasn't um there was kind of like, "Oh, man, that sucks, but what can you do? You know, you'll just have to go next year." And I was like, "Fuck no. That is not what I'm doing." And that energy has helped me already create some confidence in being able to execute the th- decisions and things necessary to get to where I want to be. And I mean I'm nowhere near where I want to be <laughs> in my lifetime, but I think I'm proud of where I'm at today and I'm proud of what I've been able to accomplish so far. I can definitely say that with confidence. So, then throughout university, you know, I worked multiple jobs, I was doing a double major, and it's really been an interesting Thing to reflect on when it comes to even like jobs, because I've made decisions in terms of jobs even that have allowed me to build a sense of confidence to know what I want and what I don't want in a career. And I remember actually there was this job that I had. I was like a, an assistant manager at this clothing company that was going to open a store in Masonville in London, Ontario. And they actually hired me, which I was so surprised because I was still in university. So I was surprised to be on any kind of management team. I was very excited. It was a clothing store that I had really loved and had been a customer of theirs for many years, spending a lot of my hard earned money from other jobs to then eventually get this job. And I actually got this job through networking With another one of the store managers, I would always see her. We became friendly over Instagram and text, and so um, she was, you know, the first person to reach out and be like, "Hey, we're opening a store where you live. You should apply to work with us. I think you'd be amazing." And that opportunity was a really good lesson because basically what happened was it just was not for me. There was things about the company and the position and the timing in my life that realized it just wasn't aligned and I was not interested in continuing the position. So it's funny when I think about this because honestly, everyone thought I was a little crazy. So there was this morning where the store hadn't opened yet in London. And so I was on like some sort of reading week, um, in university. And I was going to be at home where my parents live about an hour away. And there is a location of that store available like 30 minutes away from that place. So I had the opportunity to go work in store with the manager that I was friendly with to get gain more experience and just have a little bit more for a feel of what the actual store was like. Because At the time, the training was all in a boardroom in the mall because the store simply was not ready yet. So it was like a really weird training situation, but it actually taught me a lot, which is so crazy, but (laughs) it's funny. So I was driving on the way to this place and I actually got there super early. So I decided to go around the corner to this place to get this gluten-free donut with like a coffee. And I was so excited. The sun was shining. I remember this day so specifically. And I'm driving up to the mall. And sure enough, I ended up getting a speeding ticket. And it just did not start my morning off the way that I thought. I did actually sweet talk the cop into knocking it down. So it was like a cheap ticket with no points or anything. But I don't know. I was just like excited. There wasn't any traffic and I literally just was not paying attention. So that was an oopsie. But what's funny about this specific day is that that happened. And I had this weird feeling. I'm always trusting my gut. So I had this weird gut feeling going into this position that day. And by lunch, I actually quit the job. And this can sound maybe and I never want to sound unprofessional because the way that it happened really didn't have like an unprofessional tone to it. Um, it was a very much like we I chatted with the managers. I was just like, "Hey, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I just personally don't think that this is for me, you know, based on X, Y, Z factors and whatever." And she was completely respectful of that and or respectful of that, and it was a really great like departure. But I remember calling my dad and on the way home, I'm like, okay, a couple pieces of information. Um, one, I may have gotten a speeding ticket and two, I may have quit my job. (laughs) And he was like, what? Same thing with my mother. She's like, what? And even my friends thought I was kind of crazy at the time because it seemed like a really good opportunity, but I had this gut feeling that it just like, wasn't for me. And that's actually like where I feel like one of the bigger decisions I've made, um, that was pivotal. Now, like, this isn't something that was new. At my first real job, I worked at Blue Notes when I was like 17, 16, 17. And I told them I was quitting because I got a job at a gym. And I hadn't even got the job at the gym yet, but I just said I did. And sure enough, a week later, I got a call from the gym that they wanted to hire me. <laughs> so it's funny how I've kind of made these like decisions that, and I've just like had this trust within myself. And I've been trying to identify how i've gotten to that place and maybe if there's a formula to offer of how to go about making these big decisions. Now, when i moved to Vancouver, it was spontaneous, you know. I've said my story a couple of times, but i had been to Vancouver previously in 2020, the summer of 2020, i just had a bit of a breakdown during covid. It was my birthday and i was having really rough time with friendships and other relationships ending in my life. And I just, someone like shared with me that I should check out Vancouver. And it just, for years, bothered me that I hadn't been here before. And knowing that it was within Canada, it just seemed like a great place to go during the summer of 2020. So um, my cousin lives here and he offered for me to stay with him. It was so kind of him. And we had the greatest trip. That was like the best week of my life. So when I went back to Ontario, I was literally depressed. Like I was so sad that I couldn't stay here. And so from that point on, I kind of wanted to try to shape how I could move out here. And then in 2021, I was working for um a previous position and I actually wasn't working quite full-time hours yet, but I saw an opportunity where there were really cheap flights through this like new budget airline in Canada. And I flew to Vancouver for eight days. I booked an Airbnb and everyone was, you know, there were mixed opinions because it was during COVID again, but I had been to Vancouver once the year prior and I just knew I needed it. I woke up on a Sunday. I remember going to a juice bar and i just couldn't stop crying all day i was so emotional and just felt like i needed to get a change of scenery and that place was vancouver i vancouver was calling me like i don't even know how to explain this feeling but i had to trust it and so it was a Sunday that I decided I was going to go. And sure enough, later that night, I booked a flight and an Airbnb for the following Saturday, like literally six days later, flew out to Vancouver. And I was here for eight days. And then I ended up signing a lease and staying here. And I've been here since May, 2021, and I'm now moving August, 2022. So um, just over a year. And it's been like one of the best years of my life. I think it's been such a pivotal year of growth in so many ways that I can't even ramble on about right now but when I think of the decision that that required to make honestly it was following my gut and knowing that I would rather try out just doing this when I was here and and if you haven't listened to a lot of my story about Vancouver what's so fascinating is that um the cards seemed to just fall in my favor like I asked to extend my Airbnb to give me some time to see if I could find a rental because the, at the time and still to this day, there's a housing crisis, like there's not enough available. It's so competitive to get any kind of rentals here and the real estate's so not affordable. There's like nothing under a million. So I definitely wasn't in a position to buy at, you know, 22 years old. Turn, well, I was turning twenty three, but you know what I mean. And then I had this posi- like ish- this situation where I wanted to see the unit I'm currently in. It was in the building that I actually had an Airbnb in. I saw online that there was this a unit available. I contacted the realtor or whatever the management company, and I had a really unprofessional situation where basically one Like one of the, what do you call that? Property managers lured me into an email thread that was basically like, do you want to show this girl, this unit? It's such a waste of my time that I don't want to do it. Like blah, 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 blah. And then the other property manager kept canceling on me. So I just like, didn't feel like I could ever see this unit. And based on the fact that my, I still had a flight home booked to Ontario, I actually called my mom on the Saturday morning. I was like, I guess I'm just going to come back. It just doesn't seem to be working out and I'm not going to force it. This is truly what I said to her. I remember saying, I'm not going to force this. I just don't think it was meant to be. And later that day I was at the mall And um, if you know Vancouver, I was at Pacific Center downtown and I was going to buy a bikini because I don't think I brought one on that trip for some reason. It was so nice out. And um, my friend was taking me to Rec Beach, which is a nude beach in Vancouver, which I guess I didn't need the bikini, but I wasn't going to go nude. So (laughs) I went shopping for this and Rec Beach, I think that was the first time I'd ever been as well, which was just such a cool experience. But I am at the mall shopping and I get this phone call from... My landlord, um, my, my now landlord, who was the owner of this unit, and they apologized for my issues with my property manager um, experience. I actually reached out to them over email, just like a heads up of like, hey, this happened. They won't show it to me. Little disappointed, but you know, just wanted to give you a heads up. Like, I was just so annoyed and over it and gave them that intel. And so I get this call, and it was the husband, and he's like, my wife's gonna be there in an hour. Can you meet with her? And I remember having this really like almost like these two doors like that were there and I could have, I had to choose which one. And it was like, I could either say, no, sorry, I'm busy. That's not happening or go see the apartment. And because it was in the building, I was in my Airbnb and it really wasn't out of my way. So I just said, fuck it. Okay, sure. So I rushed back to the house and I you know go see the unit and I remember she showed me two units within the building. The one unit was facing a different um like side of the building that didn't have a nice view. The place had carpet. Like I was so not about it. And I remember being very vocal of just like, "Yeah, I'm not a big carpet person and I don't really love the view." <laughs> And then she showed me the place that I'm currently in. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. They're like, we want to do a 12-month lease. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually gonna do six. <laughs> I negotiated the lease term and the price with them. And they went for it. And it just worked out. And later that day, I'm, you know, drinking rose with a like with my girlfriend on at Wreck Beach. And I get a text that my application's been approved. And it was just the craziest moment because that morning I really thought it hadn't happened. So I really released the pressure I was putting on it. And I think that's a huge part in allowing things to come together in your life because making decisions is important, but also knowing when to kind of apply pressure and when to not, I think is something that you have to feel out using your intuition and previous experiences to be able to inform you on how to go about that and it was really cool because I've now been in this apartment and I, it was my first real apartment and having to make the decision of whether I was going to stay or leave has been probably one of the toughest decisions I've made, including also deciding to leave my previous position in my job. It's all happening kind of at once. And that, has been strange timing, but also kind of amazing timing because I just get this fresh start that I've been really craving and being able to recognize just what is working in my life and what's not. Now, how I've gone through the thought process in whether I'm going to move back to Ontario or not, what well, came down to a couple factors. One of them being that I love Vancouver, but I don't know that I want to live here forever. I truly do love the city, but there are components of it that don't feel necessarily aligned with my future. Um, If you're curious, I guess I can list off a couple reasons. So one, the rain. (laughs) Now, when I moved here last spring and even the summer before that, when I was here for a week, I've never seen rain in Vancouver because I was just lucky with being blessed with the best weather in the summer. Last summer was like phenomenal. I got here first week of May and I didn't see rain till literally September. Like it was the most gorgeous season. Now, to the point it was so hot that there were like fires and stuff. So that's not great. You can tell that global warming's a huge issue, but um, it was just gorgeous. And everyone says that it rains a lot here. And I believed them. But I didn't truly understand the extent of how it was going to affect my mental health. Now, I'm always someone who experiences seasonal affective disorder. But what I noticed the difference between Ontario and BC is that BC gets a lot of rain. Vancouver specifically gets a lot of rain and it stays a little bit warmer, but it's so gloomy. You don't see sunlight for like nine, 10 months. And that was really difficult on my mental health. I didn't realize that I would almost prefer the cold and snow with some sunshine and daylight. And that is the biggest difference I noticed in terms of seasons. Now for a lot of people here, they love to go up to Whistler and go skiing or snowboarding and do all of these other activities, but I'm just like, not that girl. Um, I can appreciate it, but I'm just, I don't, I don't really, um, it's not my, it's not my thing. That's all I can say about it. I don't aspire to be someone who skis every weekend. I don't know. It's just not my thing, The you know, the app thing, it's just not my vibe. So I don't do that. And I I live alone, and I was working from home, working long hours as well. So it felt very isolating being in this weather and climate, and then having the lifestyle that I had. It just was really difficult to experience just a different type of loneliness that I've never felt before. And what I didn't know about when I moved to Vancouver as well is that it's actually known to be a very difficult city to make friends in. And so when you're working from home, living alone and also like I have a gym in my building and you're in a notoriously like unfriendly city. <laughs> it's just a strange combination and I did find that the friends that I made were through the bar and partying scene but then when I started to decide that I need to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol and start to take a step back that took a hit as well so it was really difficult to try to figure that out now I, I feel a lot better in my like life in Vancouver now but it's gotten to this point where my lease was ending and I had to decide what I want my day-to-day life to look like and I love can't stress it enough. I love the city, but there are things that I'm passionate about that this city is just not known for or necessarily like, um, has a lot of. So for example, I love like fashion and culture and I love big cities. Um, but when I was thinking about Vancouver, like it's, it's very simple here and relaxed. Um, and if you go to Yale Town and stuff, it's a lot more bougie, and there's a very specific aesthetic, I guess you could say. But for the most part, if you walk around, it's like all Lululemon and Aritzia and thrifters, and. Then you get the mixture of like just designer everything in like Yale Town, (laughs) and then I think of like Toronto and New York and like other cities that are just known so much more even just like fashion, and that was a huge passion of mine as a as a child and so and a teen. So wanting to like lean into the things that made me so happy when I was a kid, I just realized that like that's this is just not the city for that. Of course. If I had more things keeping me here, I could figure it out. It's not the number one reason I'm leaving. But there was just suddenly this accumulation of like, oh, this city doesn't really offer that. Oh, it doesn't offer that either. You know, little things like that that have kind of just started to compound into this bigger decision. And when you think of what you want your day-to-day life to look like, like for me, my family is a huge, huge thing in my life. Like I'm so close with them. I really value being close with them and remaining like that throughout my life. And to have to do a five, six hour plane ride to just go home has been really hard for me because I don't have much out here to stay for. You know, I work remotely. I don't have any kind of partner. I have some really great friends that I've met, but even most of them are from Ontario or have people in Ontario where they visit a lot that they're always in Ontario. (laughs) So It doesn't feel like I'm going to totally miss out on those relationships either. And it's just one of those things that as much as I love making friends, I've got to be happy. And I'm just, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm truly living a fulfilled life out here at this moment. And it doesn't mean that I won't ever come back, but being able to make that decision has released so much pressure for myself because it's allowed me to say, well, I could I could stay and ask myself and wonder what happens if I went back to Ontario and pursued the childhood dream of living downtown Toronto. Like that's where I'm kind of headed. And I always grew up wanting to live there. And during COVID, my tune really switched on that. But now that the city's alive again, it's kind of calling my name. And yeah, like I want to go to Raptors games and like I want to be close to my best friends and just all of that. Like I'm really excited for that new chapter And having that day-to-day life look like, I'm like, okay, well, I really want to get a chihuahua. That is like number one thing that I really fucking want right now. And if I were to get a chihuahua out here, one, Vancouver is very weird for like rentals. Like you statistically, like there's minimal apartments that are available to have pets, which is just so random. I was talking to someone about this. It's very strange. But Ontario there's a lot more available, but also I have family in Ontario. So if I were to want to go away for a weekend or whatever, I would have some sort of family support. And my mom's even joked about this of like, oh my God, yes, you can move back and get a dog. And then if you need me to watch them, like I'll be here kind of thing. And so just to know that I have that support's amazing, but also I find that sometimes you just need to reset and it's the, these decisions that we make in our lives don't ever need to be permanent. Like they never, you never have to stay stuck. And I think that's what I've been tripped on about whether, you know, making the decision of whether to move or not has been so hard because it's not a simple move to just move across the country. Now I've made it simple in terms of like getting a furnished place so I didn't have to deal with the furniture BS and stuff like that. But I didn't do an official move out here. I really just kept sending boxes out to myself through Canada Post and, you know, putting stuff in my suitcase. Like, it's been a very kind of actually messy, slow process. And now that I have all my shit here, now I'm going to go all the way back. But it just is what it is. Moving, one, is never fun. And two, it's just like, what's the alternative? Do I want to stay here? No. I love where I live and I love the location, but there's also some other factors that I don't love. Just, I'm not going to list them off, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm like, okay, time for a change. I know that within myself that I, I recognize that pretty quickly when I start to feel a little bit stuck and a little bit too caught in like living in autopilot. I know it's time for me to switch it up. And When it comes in terms of moving, I've had people message me like, how the fuck did you do that? And it's just one, I think that helped me was not planning it, like choosing to move here spontaneously allowed me to not think about it. So that was helpful. I got to say, um, cause I probably would have talked myself out of it. And now that I've done it before and now I'm doing it again and it's still scary. Trust me now, especially cause I'm like planning it a lot more. It is scary, but I've done it before. So I have this confidence within myself built up a little bit more of like, I can do this. And maybe I don't love Toronto, but what's a year? Like a year flies by so quickly that what is the worst case scenario? Oh, you cross that city off your list that you don't really want to live in either, or you find your home there. And I don't know if if anyone else feels this way, but like, I don't feel like I found my home yet. And it's a really confusing feeling to not feel like you have that place in in the world yet that you feel like you're truly meant to be in because I love my family but the cities they live in I don't necessarily want to live there um but I want to be close by but I also hate Canadian winters and I do have dual citizenship to the US but I also don't agree with a lot of the things that are happening in the US and I don't know that I want to live there or be in like an international borders away from family so there's a lot of factors that are really it's tricky But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what feels good right now? What do I feel like I need right now? And knowing that you can change that in an instant. And it's really hard to choose yourself because not everyone's going to understand the decisions that you make and not everyone's going to be supportive. I know for me that I've been really blessed to have supportive friends and family, but initially when I moved to Vancouver, a lot of people were shocked. I was shocked because I didn't plan it. (laughs) So it was tough to have those conversations, but at the end of the day, I really had to do what was best for me. And in doing so, I've been able to be such a better person to those people in my life and just learn how to navigate my own path Whereas if you just stay living in a, let's say you stay in a certain city for someone, you can actually harbor some resentment towards them and that can grow over the years. And I never want that. So being really intentional with how I've made these decisions has been important because I don't want to ever live with the regrets and I just feel like personally, I'm in a position right now where I'm in my 20s. I'm single. I have no kids, no husband, no mortgage, minimal responsibilities, right? Like, this is the time to get a little messy and, you know, maybe make some mistakes, fuck up here and there, learn from it, and be able to really just relish in the opportunities that this time is offering me. Now, Is that the case for everyone? No. Everyone listening to this can be in their own different circumstances. But I think the end of the day, you have to just evaluate what you want your future to look like. And even if you have children, now I don't have that, so it's a total level total different level of like responsibility and so much more pressure, of course. Like I couldn't even fucking imagine. But even if that was the case and you want to, I don't know, move your family or switch careers or whatever, I think it's really important to for you to be happy, even as a parent or a partner or whatever, to be able to truly show up for the others in your life. So even though other people have different responsibilities and different levels of pressure, I don't think that the message changes because it's just like, do you want to go after your dream life or do you want to stay stuck where you are? And either or is okay. It's just, if you feel that calling, I would urge everybody to follow that because when I think of the most dynamic people that I really admire and love, and I'm like gravitating towards, they've had experiences where, you know, if you ever hear someone that you really enjoy, like I just love hearing, oh, you know, I I went to university in this place and then I ended up moving here because I got a job, but I hated that job. So five years later, I blew up my life and created an, my own company and then I fell in love. You know, those dynamic stories never get old to me and it's so fascinating to hear when we tell our story, we glide over the fear and the Shit that happened along the way. But when you really reflect on it, you're like, wow, that was fucking hard at the time, but man, did I survive. And I think that's like the coolest thing about life. (laughs) And you never know where life is going to take you. And I think being really open to receiving the experiences that just that you're meant to be on, I truly believe that the universe has my back and that everything happens for a reason and that you know you're always trusted um and guided by by universe or god source whatever you believe in and so for me i look at it as like you can't make a wrong decision because even if you make the quote unquote wrong decision it still typically puts you in a place where you're like but i wouldn't be there if i hadn't done xyz and so how can you make the wrong decision you can't fuck up what's meant for you Right? If you think about it, there's no rules. I mean, yeah, there's laws. Don't kill people. Don't do illegal activity, whatever. But in terms of like rules and life, why the fuck can you not quit your job and move across the country? Why can't you go travel for a year or start a company or not or work or like whatever the fuck? Just live your life how you want to. And I know for me, when I get burnt out and when i get into living in autopilot i lose that spark and that energy that makes me feel like a badass and i feel that starting to slowly return and it's like a really great feeling and i th- i really believe that we have such an opportunity in this current world with the most amount of access to information and you know the way that technology is to redefine how we live our lives especially coming out of this global pandemic yes there's a lot of things that came out of it that were not good and were really harmful but there were other lessons that were learned just like making money from your laptop we working remotely being able to you know schedule zoom meetings instead of IRL depending on what you do like just the different opportunities that that offers is so cool Now, I've actually learned that I think I need a little bit more human interaction IRL. Like me just being super isolated in my own space has been really challenging. And I I actually am like an extroverted introvert where I'm outgoing and I can talk to anyone, but I need that time alone to recharge. But being alone too much, I actually drive myself fucking insane. So having that balance and just figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And I really... I literally do it for the plot <laughs> and I kind of have this delusional thought, and maybe in ten years this will be something I'll laugh on. But I always think about like if I were being interviewed by someone really amazing, like someone like Oprah Winfrey or I don't know Jimmy Fallon, love him, different interviewers, right? If you were interviewed about your life what would make the for the best story and to me that these big decisions are what make for a good fucking story yeah i wasn't happy and so i decided to change up you know i love when i hear specifically women stepping into their power and saying i'm doing what's best for me i think it's it takes such courage and that's the spark i'm trying to continue to light up again in my own self and get out of this burnt out rut that I've been in and just explore a new chapter. I just, I really feel called to that and I'm trying to detach from what's so far ahead because if you're anything like me and you love to make a plan, you love to have full control over everything that happens within that plan and then that plan goes maybe sideways You feel like you're like, holy fuck, why is nothing going my way? And it's never going to. Shit always goes sideways. And at this point, I just kind of expect it, not expect it in a negative way, but I just know that I can handle it, whatever life throws at me, and learn to kind of roll with the punches, and not think so, so far ahead, because you just don't know where life can take you. Like, two years ago, I said I would never live in Toronto, and now I'm like, I want to live in Toronto. (laughs) So it's just... Never say never. And really learning to trust that gut and trust that intuition. And, you know, when life provides these challenges that feel like maybe it's extending how long it's taking you to get to a certain place in your life, you know, maybe you don't go through the front door. Maybe you're going through the side door, the back door, the window, the fucking chimney, like whatever you need to do to get through that obstacle. And, I think those skills have, and continuing to work on those skills, have been able to get me to where I am today and have been allowed me to create the trust within myself to know and have that, that faith that I can handle this next chapter and the fear and the unknown that comes with that. So yeah, that's me and on making big decisions and how I've kind of done it. I hope you found this helpful. I hope there's some, something that you can take from this that has inspired you to live in whatever way that looks authentic to you. And yeah, that's all I have for today. So as always, guys, you can find me at the Not So Average Bitch and at For What For Who Podcast. And that's on Instagram. Forgot to mention that. I figured you just knew, but I need to work on TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm going, guys. I'm figuring it out we're really just recovering from burnout right now, which I want to speak on in a later episode about recovery from burnout. Um, but as always love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday. Bye guys.